we're in an industry that is going to continue to change. And you have to be flexible and adaptable to work in this industry. DigitalMarketingRadio.com The Big Interview with David Bain. Is local marketing very different from global digital marketing? What are the best sources of traffic for local businesses? And what digital marketing strategies work best for local businesses in 2014? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask our special guest today, Colin Yablonski. Colin, well, welcome to DMR. Hey, thanks a lot, David. It's great <laughs> to be here. Trying to focus on, I'm pronouncing your name correctly there. Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, you did a pretty good job. It's it's Colin Yablonski. I know it's a bit of a, a tongue twister. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Colin's founder of inboundinteractive.ca, providing local businesses with a professional suite of digital marketing services. Colin, I'm impressed that you actually called it Inbound Interactive back in 2009, because was that not actually before the term inbound marketing was really coined? Actually, Inbound Interactive was a name that I came up with about uh, three years after I officially launched my business. So ah. uh, I'd like to pretend that I was really insightful <laughs> and ahead of the curve, but um, no, inbound was a term that uh, that we came up with as we saw the the transition towards inbound marketing. So, All right. That explains it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take some of the mystery out of it. It's it's, it's very interesting actually the the, the difference um, in Google Trends between what people refer to certain services as, because obviously internet marketing was probably something that agencies called it um, seven plus years ago, um, but now it's probably more associated with. Um, making money online and it kind of moved to online marketing was popular for a while digital marketing but um but now it's really breaking down into into various segments and niches and inbound marketing is obviously one of them yeah it's been really interesting even looking at where we generate a lot of our our traffic to our website and our leads from um you know five years ago if you ranked for internet marketing in calgary you were generating a lot of customers from it. And, and, you know, that just isn't the case today where, like you mentioned, um, a lot of the services have started to segment where <clears throat> now customers are more, more, uh, in the loop with what they should be searching for. And so you'll see people optimizing for local SEO or organic SEO, or even more specific for things like penalty removal or Google AdWords consultant. So there certainly has been a, a transition that, that we've noticed over the last couple of years for sure. And one of the areas that you're focusing on yourself is local digital marketing. So is that very different from global digital marketing? Uh, absolutely. I mean, the the two buckets or the two categories that you'll typically hear of are organic SEO or international SEO, like you mentioned, or local SEO. And, and from our perspective and, and in terms of what we do, um, local SEO is a service that's that's obviously targeted towards small local business owners. And the techniques that you use to actually achieve results are actually quite different as well. Where organic SEO, you are focusing on, say, optimizing a website for um, certain keywords and then building authority to that website through hyperlinks. Um, with local SEO, you're actually trying to send location signals back to back to Google. Um, Google's very, very data sensitive. And so sending these location signals helps it to build a local profile for your business, which ultimately um, increases your website's ranking. 
So how local does Google actually get in its listings? Are you talking about um, city level or, or even more specific that with regards to its results and its search, search engine results pages? Yeah, actually, we've seen it bre- uh, broken down as far as into quadrants of a city. Um, so it could be northwest, southwest, southeast, um, as well as by postal code especially for some of the uh, smaller surrounding communities, they'll be searching for keywords in combination with a postal code because they know that there's not a lot of uh, service areas or, sorry, um, tradespeople, for example, that will come and service those locations. So absolutely, um, location-based search has become very granular in that people will search for minute details associated with their location as opposed to just searching for a city-level keyword, for example. And I guess that gives small local businesses um, still the opportunity to compete with big multinationals because most big multinationals probably wouldn't be as granular with that, with their local targeting. Would that be correct at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the difficult component for large national organizations is that the scope of the campaigns that they end up managing are just immense. They're, they're so huge that they're missing out on a lot of the the hyper-targeted components of running a search campaign, especially within something like Google AdWords, where today you actually have the opportunity to target quadrants of your city based on, say, your postal code, for example. And so if you're located in the, in the northwest of a city and you only service one small community, all of your budget can go towards that hyper-targeted location as opposed to investing it, say, more broadly using a a city-based keyword. That's ultimately the trend that we're seeing is that it's actually becoming more granular with your targeting options. So that's been something really interesting that's, that's been trending in the industry over the last couple of years. Is it Google Maps that is the, the primary source of traffic towards these local businesses? Or do you find that there are other opportunities out there as well? Well, I would say that the two that I certainly focus on are, are local search engine optimization, which... Um, is, is certainly a component of Google Maps, uh, and then local AdWords campaigns. So, you know, we have gone through some uh, relatively large changes to the industry over the last, um, I would say, four weeks or so, where location-based search has actually transitioned after the Google Pigeon update. Um, we used to see a lot more location-based search results appearing in Google's uh, universal search. But since the Pigeon update, it's actually removed, in some cases, up to 75% of local businesses and replaced it with organic results. So, you know, if I were to have answered these questions six months ago, I think where I, I predicted uh, local search would be today is a much, much different place. Okay, um, do you want to just talk a little bit more about the the Pigeon update and what that actually means? Sure. So there was an algorithm update called Pigeon. They always give them colorful animal names. Peas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Pandan, Penguin, and Pigeon. I think they like to stick with the peas. Um, But what it did is it uh, started to apply more organic ranking factors to the local search results. So as I mentioned before, local SEO, the, the foundation of it used to be building local links optimizing your website for location-based keywords, including your telephone number, um, your address, your you'd embed a Google map. You'd try and send these location signals to Google, 
But what ended up happening is with the Pigeon update, we actually started to see things like links, link authority, have a much more dramatic impact on the local search results. And so you would see things like directories showing up in the search results. So companies like Yelp, um, City Search, Yellow Pages, they started to outrank a lot of the local results, which I guarantee if you had asked a local SEO consultant that before the algorithm update, they would have said there's no way that Google would trend in that direction because it, it ultimately, at least in my opinion, provides a less optimal search uh, experience for the user. But that has certainly been a, a huge component of the Pigeon update where we're now seeing directories outrank um, local businesses. That's quite incredible because um, Google have been saying for years now that they're going to move away from links as being a primary ranking factor. But obviously, there doesn't seem to be any end in sight for the authority and value of getting good backlinks. Well, I think Google's in a little bit of trouble on that front. They they attempted to create uh, Google Plus in an effort to collect um, engagement metrics from their audience. You know, that was the intent. They wanted to... Um, have people using the platform so that they could use that social data to influence their search results. And as we all know, Google has been going through some problems with Google+. I mean, they removed authorship not too long ago. Mm. Um, and, and that's where Google certainly still does rely on links. You can see it in, in just about any case if you examine the local search results. Link authority still plays a huge impact in where websites show up, both on the local level as well as on the organic level. So I don't believe we'll be transitioning away from links entirely, um, you know, in the near future at least. Okay, so um, local links and authoritative links still very, very important. What about things like microdata, um, adding new markup to your web pages so you start appearing hopefully with additional bits and pieces in Google search results and rich data? Yeah, schema.org has certainly been... Um uh, well, it's provided a huge boost to a lot of local businesses. Again, it's those location signals that you're going to send back to to Google. And I, I almost like to imagine Google as a, a person sitting in front of like a receiver trying to collect radio signals, you know, and decipher that message. And the stronger the signals that it receives, the clearer the message it is. And so things like schema.org, when you have an opportunity to say markup, um, your address with local business schema and embed a Google map and have things like H reviews embedded on your website. That certainly sends those positive signals back to a search engine. And I think they certainly do reward you for making the extra effort in creating a website that's very easily indexed and understood by search engines. Okay, so uh, even though Google fairly recently removed their blog authorship photographs, um, it's still very, very important to, to, to keep on using as much markup data as you can within your website. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, search engines can see it. You know, they understand what that markup means. And at some point in time, there may be an opportunity for if they were to change their local search results for that markup language to actually be more uh, apparent and present in your search results snippet. So, you know, we don't know that that's going to happen, but it seems to be a trend. Schema.org is certainly a component of, of what we do when we're optimizing a client's website. So I would highly recommend it to anybody else who's, who's interested in doing that. 
Okay, um, so that's what Google is up to at the moment. What about other other sources of traffic uh, apart from Google? Perhaps Facebook and local targeting with Facebook. Um, is that potentially a good source of traffic for local businesses as well? You know, I, I certainly think it can be. Um, social media is its own can of worms in that you need to be active and participate to grow your community. So the advertising platform on Facebook does provide you with great location targeting, great interest-based targeting, and great demographics-based targeting. So for local businesses, absolutely, that's still a a great opportunity. Um, One other area, though, that we are seeing a lot of success with is LinkedIn's blogging platform. Um, especially for anybody who deals in the the B2B industry, where you now have an opportunity to essentially publish blog posts to LinkedIn's platform. And if it's popular enough, it'll lead into Pulse, which is essentially, for lack of a better uh, term, LinkedIn's version of Facebook's newsfeed. And that is, is such a fantastic tool where you would have a blog uh, post potentially published to your website and not see much in terms of traffic. And then once you've published it to something like LinkedIn, see a tremendous amount of views and actual social engagement. So that's one opportunity that we've certain, uh, certainly seen for a lot of local businesses is to, to leverage LinkedIn, um, even above Facebook in some cases. Right, okay. But it sounds like you're saying... Um, get Google right to begin with, get your local optimization right, um, test Google AdWords locally as well, make sure your metrics are correct and working and you're, you're making profit, you're getting orders, you're getting conversions, and then move to other forms of local marketing. Would that possibly be fair? Yeah, I, I think as long as you have built, you know, you know the, the number one thing is you start with building a fantastic website and optimizing it correctly. You know, then when you start to transition into doing things like link building, it becomes a much different game. Links are still, you know, they're still fundamental to ranking in Google, but they're also scary for people who don't know how to build links correctly. So as you start to just, I guess, check boxes in terms of building a holistic online marketing campaign, you would then extend to something like Google AdWords and then look to leverage your social channels, both through Facebook and LinkedIn, as well as Twitter to some extent. But I think, you know, people have transitioned away from saying, well, we're just going to to take one service or one approach to our, our, our online marketing and have now transitioned to having a more holistic approach to how they're marketing their businesses online. Okay. Uh, So Google surprised us a little bit recently by um, the increased rankings of different directory sites, local directory sites. Um, What do you think, and this is a tough question, what do you think might happen over the next couple of years? Will Google veer away from that? Will there be other elements brought into their algorithm? Are there other sites to keep an eye on regarding local marketing? So I think that Google will see that they made a mistake. Um, you know, I, I, I can't read the minds of the, the Google <laughs> engineers, but it seems like that has degraded the value or the quality of the search results. And so as people start to use mobile devo- devices more frequently, I think you're actually going to see Google revert back to showing a lot more location-based results as opposed to things like directories. So if I were to bet on... Um, if I were a betting man, I mean, I, I could certainly be wrong here, <laughs> but 
I would assume that Google will continue to display a lot more local results, even though they've made this transition today. And it will just strengthen their new uh, platform, Google My Business. I, I predict that they'll also start to release additional tools for local business owners. Um, you know, that was also a huge transition that we've seen where Google Plus Local is now merged with your Google Plus Business page into Google My Business. And so they're certainly trying to simplify their tool set, but I also predict that they'll start to expand on it as well. Mm. It, it tell you what, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable um, when Google start to do things like offering local businesses websites or offering local businesses training on how to promote their businesses online, because mm -hmm. perhaps it's starting to make... Um, local and perhaps even other forms of online a little bit more of a closed shop and they're not aware of pros and cons of other form of marketing as well but uh, i digress perhaps a little bit <laughs> yeah i mean google is still the big sweaty bull moose right um and until un until search transitions to a different platform and i'm not saying that it ever will but google is still going to be the starting point for a lot of um local uh business queries so you know, until Facebook builds its search engine and, and, and crushes Google with their amazing social data, people are still going to turn to, to Google as, as the starting point for search. Okay, great. Well, that's your thoughts on local marketing today. I'd, I'd like to um, move on to the second part of the interview, which is actually more of a discussion about your thoughts on digital marketing today in general. Um, so let's get going with... Software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone <laughs> took away from you, it would significantly impact the success of your business? Software that I use. Um, so on the, on the SEO side, right now we use Raven Tools... Right. It, it's our client management software. Honestly, that, that gives me nightmares, the thought of losing access to Raven tools. Um, we use it for our reporting. We use it for a lot of our analysis. Um, it's my sanity check where I can very quickly log in and, and see the status of my clients. Um, the other one, I mean, and I, I don't think this is going to be a surprise to anybody, is Moz. I still mm. certainly use Moz for um, their great analysis tools. Open Site Explorer is one of my my bookmarks, my main bookmarks in my in my Chrome extensions. So those are the two fundamental pieces of software that we use at this point in time that I would lose sleep over if I if I woke up <laughs> and uh, found out that we could no longer access them. And what software don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you've meant to try at some point in the near future? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> one is probably Ahrefs. Right. Uh, I know a lot of search consultants use it to um, do their backlink exploration and competitive analysis. So that's one that's certainly on our list to test in the coming months. We just haven't had an opportunity to do it at this point. Okay, that's great. I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you were involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Well, I mean, I, I started my business when I was 23, and I had no clue what I was doing at the time. So if I were to look at, at how I marketed my company when I first started, I think I would have focused more on differentiating myself, you know, Back in 2009 when I started, it was just inbound interactive. We do search engine optimization where I believe if we'd focused more on potentially 
specializing either in a certain industry or as we do now with something like local search, um, we would have had a much easier time of, of showing what made us different compared to all of the other search companies that were competing for the same business. So is, is that the same kind of mistake that you see newbies making nowadays or do new, newbies nowadays make completely different mistakes? <laughs> well, I, I think it's part of just starting a new business, right? When, when mm. you start the business, you're just so hungry you know, you, you just want to make things work. And so you'll take on projects that aren't a right fit for you. And, and I think that's part of the learning process too, where over time you start to, to hone in on what you can be really great at. And then you focus on that as a service offering. So if I had one piece of advice to give to, to new entrepreneurs who are entering the search industry, it would be to try and specialize as quickly as you can. Become known for something, become great at something, become the expert in that niche, and it will certainly pay you dividends in the future. Best advice I've ever received. What's the best piece <laughs> of digital marketing advice that you've ever received? I, I think I would go back to the, the old adage. I don't know if this qualifies as a piece of advice, but just the philosophy that, you know, in search marketing, the only thing that stays the same is that nothing stays the same. Mm. I, I, I think if you can take that to heart and understand that your processes, the processes that you develop, you're going to have a process for your process because you're going to end up throwing them in the garbage, you know. And, and so that's probably the thing is just understanding that we're in an industry that is going to continue to change. And you have to be flexible and adaptable to work in this industry. Okay, um, so let's move on to the this or that round. Uh, so this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answer too much. I'm just looking for your gut reaction. Sure. Email or Twitter? Twitter. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Uh, display. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one -on -one relations? One-on-one -on -one relations. Paid search or SEO? Ooh, uh, SEO. Email contact form or telephone number? Email contact form. Website or app? Website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Social su subscriber. I struggle with that sometimes as well. Y yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the easiest one, or it should be for you, local marketing or global marketing? Local marketing all the <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you almost got me on a couple of those. <laughs> Okay, let's move straight on to the $10,000 question. And that is, if I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single digital marketing activity, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? So if I only had a couple of days and I was trying to promote my business, I would definitely dump my money into um, Google AdWords, specifically a search campaign. Um, I'm a huge uh, proponent of conversions, so if I was marketing a local business, I would want to know not just the amount of traffic and my click-through rate and those types of base-level metrics, but how many people actually converted into prospects or leads. Okay, yeah, um, th that's wonderful. I mean, that, that would certainly also give you the information moving forward regarding conversion rates and, and, and what to change slightly differently. If you had some more money after that, would you continue using AdWords or do you think you'd use some kind of other activity to try and get perhaps 
a better quality of traffic or a better conversion rate? I think my transition point would then um, be to use more content. So I, I am also a proponent of creating really great content, not the not the top five lists, but rather the, you know, the local SEO roadmap type articles, which are 3000 words and mm. take you two or three weeks to produce. So that's that type of I guess I can't call it evergreen content because it certainly changes, but that type of content is where I would then invest my my marketing dollars. My number one takeaway. Well, Colin, you've offered a lot of great advice in a conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses? Uh, I guess it would be build a great website. You know, it doesn't matter how highly you rank in Google's local search results. It doesn't matter how much AdWords traffic or social traffic you send to your website. Start by building a really great website that's optimized for Google and is using schema.org markup. No, that's that's great advice because um, so many businesses just throw away thousands of, of marketing dollars by driving people to a site that doesn't convert and they don't even track the fact that it doesn't convert. Yeah, it's kind of goofy. We see it all the time. <laughs> well, great. Well, well that, that that takes us towards the, the, the end of our discussion today. Thanks so much for your time, your, your, your focus there. Um, what's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do? Well, if you'd like to follow us online, you can either visit us at uh, inboundinteractive.ca or you can follow me on Twitter at Colin Daniel. And we also are launching a new website called Local Academy. So if you'd like to visit us online and learn a little bit more about what we do, please feel free to, uh, to join us there. Wonderful. Well, thanks again. Thanks, David. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today on Digital Marketing Radio. Remember, you can get every interview before it's published as a podcast, delivered as a weekly digital magazine, automatically to your tablet or smartphone. And that's for Apple or Android. Just go to digitalmarketingradio.com for links to where you can subscribe and join the rest of the Digital Marketing Radio posse. Catch you again soon. Digital Marketing Radio. Digital